Ahlan wa sahlan everyone. Uh, my name is Rawan and I'm going to be your host today for the, this week's Salam wa Kalam. And I've got some very special guests with me today. So I've got Mariam over there on the uh, far right. Then I've got Manawar. And to my left, I've got Mahmoud. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves in a bit more detail? Sure. So um, my name is Mariam. I'm a second year medic and I'm events lead for ArabSoc. Salam, my name is Munawar, I'm a third year pharmacy student and I am one of the vice presidents for Arab Sok. And salam everyone, uh, I'm Mahmoud and I'm a second year pharmacy student and I'm an Arabic teacher lead. And I'm your host Rawan, uh, president of the society and third year medic plug. Cool. So I've brought you guys in essentially to talk about something that I think is not given as much deep thought or consideration um, as it should do. Um, what it means really to be an Arab. Like we go our whole lives, you know, we're part of this society that has the word Arab in it. And we've lived our lives thinking, you know, we are quote unquote Arabic, but what does it actually mean? And so I hope that we can explore that in a bit of detail today. So before we start, I want to just throw some quick fire questions at you. So, so first one, who are you backing to win the African Cup of Nations this year? All right, let's start with you, Mahmoud. Definitely Egypt. Definitely. My guy, come on. Um al Bilad. Manawa? Should I say Egypt for the culture? I'll say Egypt for the culture. It's an outnumbered like, me. Seeing like two Egyptians. I'll go with your rivals, probably. Algeria, being Algerian myself. So why not? Nice. Algeria are quite good, though, to they've be fair. Got, I feel like they've got a, a high like chance of winning it. With their track record so far, but, mm. you know. But you know what, Morocco is looking decent. I don't know much <laughs> about really? football, to be honest. I'm out of my death already. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, okay. Then the second one, uh, which Middle Eastern country that you haven't already visited would you really like to go next to see? That's so easy for me. Is Jordan, 100%. Jordan. Jordan, yeah, yeah. Why Jordan? I feel like it's got so many... Um, mm beautiful landscapes just very like like subhanallah moments you know like the nature there and everything it's, it's really beautiful so yeah um i'd say yemen of course why of course so much, there's so much history there not just islamically but even with like my family like if you take it back i think five generations ago my family was all yemeni from um but obviously it's not very safe to go there now but i'd probably go back to yemen yeah and it's just so nice. I don't know. You just see people going there, and it's like it just feels proper. It looks proper homely. And it looks like a just an interesting country to visit, I guess. <laughs> nice. You, Mahmoud? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I would want to vi visit all the um, Arab countries, um, but I think if I had to choose one, it would have to be like Palestine. Um, but also, like on my the, the second one would be like Mauritania or like Morocco, like that side, uh, just because like I feel like. There's a lot of unexplored areas there that you can explore and like find out more on, and they're like um, hasn't been like um, majorly corrupted by like you know urbanization and things like that. It's like desert people, like Bedouin people like that. Yeah. No, 100%. I, f I feel that point about Palestine. That's yeah. definitely one that I I really want to go to. But I just want to throw this in the mix. I think Syria as well. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think when I was um, when I was younger, my mum used to always tell me. Um, stories about how beautiful like Damascus yeah. was as a, as a yeah. city um, obviously before 
of all the like yeah. political events and whatever proceeded but um that's definitely something where i just want to go and actually see what it is like um and explore that area mm-hmm. that's probably second on my list as well like i said my dad tells me this because my dad was in syria for five years not five years i don't know how many years but he was in syria for a while and he literally always always tells me how beautiful it is. literally what you just said is literally what my dad says all the time about syria and about yemen so yeah those two are definitely up there amazing so we'll jump straight into it so let's say gentleman or um okay let's just say a person comes up to you um and they ask you where are you from and you told them i'm an arab well how how would you go about defining that deep question but let's just put it out there Silence is deafening. Yeah. <laughs> I think the easiest way to start off, like maybe describing it to him uh, or to them, uh, is maybe like the geographical area. Like I belong to, you know, this region in the world. Uh, that might be like a starting point. Um, but yeah, I think that's quite a significant geographical location. So like you're part of the Middle East, also it's called yeah. So you think that being part of the Middle East makes someone Arab? part of it part of it um but not necessarily like the main part um but it's a good starting point i mean i think it would be something that um you would first think of like if you want to describe it to someone it would be like um you know i'm from egypt therefore i'm arab like that that's the sequence that you would think uh, about it with i think language comes into play a lot as well yeah because even though you've got so many dialects across North Africa and the Middle East, um, Arab is like the common ancestor, if you get what I mean. So, Arabic, sorry, is the common ancestor. So it's like that language kind of symbolizes being Arab as well. But you can learn Arabic and not be Arab. And so there is also that aspect of it because, yeah, because more people are learning Arabic these days, I feel. But then that's quite interesting because well, like what you're saying is that you can learn Arabic and part of what defines being an Arab is being able to speak that language mm-hmm. and yet people who can speak that language are not or you, there are people that you say are not Arab who can speak Arabic so how do you then go about like classifying them if that makes sense so how do you know that they're not Arab? You've got like culture as well like things that are special to a certain like group of people that comes into play so that's why you can't like exclusively say language and Arabic is the one thing that defines being an Arab but then we're like what's what's the culture then for example I think before we start that can't we just like um, take a step back and define what culture is because I feel like for me it will most likely mean different things to what you guys mean by culture. Um, what, what do you guys think culture is? Like when, when someone says, says like, I'm cultured or not cultured, what's, what does that mean to you? So many different aspects of it. Yeah. I think one, one small aspect would be being in touch with your like, history, yeah. what your family back back then would have done in certain situations or like um but there's also like 
quite materialistic things that are yeah. linked to culture. So you've got clothing, um, food, um, music, I guess. So, like you said, there's like so much to it. What do you think, though? Um, well, culture um, for me means that it has two different aspects, right? Uh, the first would be like folklore, which is like the culture that you were talking about. So, um, I, I say like shallow aspects, but they're not they're not you know shallow. But like they're like the stuff that you see once you, you go to an Arab culture, like an Arab country or whatnot. Um, so things like you know clothing, food, and these things. So that's that's your folklore. That's the first part of culture. And then I think the second more important one, and and that's what like, defines what Arab culture is, is probably like. Uh, something like language, uh, cult, uh, religion as well, that's a big thing. So religion like plays a key role in the culture that you have. Um, and yeah, I think language and uh, religion are like the two biggest things are, I mean, second to folklore. Mm -hmm. mm. I'd agree, yeah. But then like, so for example then, um, like, we're in the UK, right? And we've got um, a large kind of population of, of South Asians. So many yeah. of whom like share was the, the majority religion um, of Arabs, quote unquote, which is like Islam. So like, you know, some of them, they do speak Arabic yeah. and they also <clears throat> subscribe to the, the religion. And like, yeah. based on what you're saying, right? That would make them quote unquote Arab, no? Because they follow that religion and they follow the language, which are kind of the two things that you say determine whether someone is Arab or not. Yeah. So then there's that third aspect that we sp spoke about is that, you know, um, the language that they speak with their family and all these things, um, that doesn't make them Arab. But I believe, for example, if they're Muslim, right, and they speak Arabic and they're living in an Arab country, most likely they will have aspects of Arab culture. Uh, let me give an example. If we're living here, would you say we're fully, we're fully following the Arab culture? Because at the end of the day, we're partly like anglicised, so to speak, right? Um, we've got things in our lives that are done um, under, you know, like English culture, you can call it. Um, so I wouldn't say, if, if they're living in, you know, an Arab country, I would say, and they follow, you know, the traditions and what, what people do, um, to a large extent, I would consider them Arab. Um, it's like saying, like, loads of people who are not, um, you know, white, um, but live in this country, they say they're British, right? And why do they say that? Because at the end of the day, they live in this country. They do. They have a bit of um, like their cultures intersect. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and you can be part more like have more than one culture. Like for example, I would say I think Egyptian culture is quite distinct from Arab culture um, in the sense that we do things our own way, and I think that's true for all other countries. Just because like you know we're confined in within borders. Um, but I would say, you know, I've got an Islamic side to me, like Islamic culture that I express. I've got an Arab culture. I've got an Egyptian culture. I've got particularly as well an Egyptian like, immigrant culture, like the people who migrated here. Um, and you can even have like cultures that are quite like very, very local um, to like companies. Do you know like, how companies uh, talk about, you know, the culture in that company? And I believe it is true because like the way they do things in that company makes them have a certain, uh, you know, have, you, you can basically call it a culture. Um, so, so, yeah. 
Yeah, anything you guys want to add? Would, would you guys agree that if, for example, the, the example that you gave, a South Asian living in an Arab country, speaking Arabic, being Muslim as well, would you consider them an Arab or not? I don't know, it's not up to us to consider them, but like, if you had a say in it, like, would you give it, put it on the passport or what? I don't think, um, so it's not, yeah, obviously it's not for us to like label somebody as Arab or not Arab, but when they have like a specific descent from a country, so you said South Asian, right? Um, I, don't, I don't feel like you can label them as Arab, but they do have that aspect of Arab culture yeah. in them, yeah. you know, like they will share a liking towards like um, certain meals because they've lived in an Arab country, so mm. they've grown up maybe having those yeah. meals that we would have. Um, in like an Arab household being Arab um, yeah I don't know it's it's difficult to give a label because you don't you're not in the position to but there is yeah there is a like a, it intertwines a lot mm. when you live in you're influenced like you were saying before you're influenced a lot by the place you live in yeah. and so us being here we're not completely fulfilling like say um aspects of Arab culture that our relatives back in our home countries are and so wherever you are you kind of end up picking up little bits from different um, habits you see around you and, exactly. and that, that kind of forms your own culture um, that one being like an Arab living in a Western country sure. yeah. do you know I think what's what's kind of really weird is um, I don't know <clears throat> I don't know how like how much you guys watch um, Tamsaliyat or like comedies, films from you know like back home, like authentic ones. Mm. So I I binge a lot of um, Egyptian Netflix. I have to mm. say, um, I just the the comedies for me are gold. But I've noticed this trend right that as you go through time, the older ones they, they seem to be more like grounded in like what you would say a traditional like Arabic value. So you 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 did the actions that you would, most people would expect you know Arabs to do, dress in the same way, talk in the same way. But then I think as you you go through time, right? What I've noticed is especially like the modern day ones, they're almost trying to imitate what it's like to live in the West. You mm -hmm. get what I mean? So like there's in like all these films, like there's a huge like element of like okay, there's like a, there's a party going on, or they they try their best to use like English words um, for certain things, or they have international brands. So it's almost like as if they actually they're trying to be what quote-unquote we already are and we're trying to be what we think they are like this whole traditional thing so i think it's that's a bit of a weird element as well where like actually the culture is not like fixed it's quite dynamic isn't it mm -hmm. but i think we're quite lucky like as arabs to have um yeah i i completely agree with the point that you know cultures are dynamic but if you compare like all the cultures um you would I would say that you know Arab culture is quite um, not stagnant, but I would say quite fixed compared to the other one, just because we've got um, you know quite strong grounding. Um, if 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 you know if you look at the aspects that we explored, such as you know the language and the religion as being the two main aspects of culture, um, to a large extent that re didn't really change uh, that much. Uh, I mean, our practice of them um, has changed and it has evolved. Uh, to better or worse, that's another discussion, but um, it has changed. But I think compared to other cultures, we haven't changed that much. 
Um, and I think that's something to be quite proud of because like you're quite consistent, right? Um, imagine like how valuable um, and quite cool is that you can understand words that have been said 1500 years ago um, just because of the fact that it's been preserved through language and religion at the same time. Um, so that's an aspect that I think is quite important. But I just wanted to mention a point uh, about you know the, the influences that you, you said, and it's that idea of like cultures are quite relative. And like if you think about it, um, you know like in Saudi they eat biryani and like it's quite a popular thing. Um, it's they consider probably consider it as like a Saudi food. Like if you go to a Saudi restaurant, they probably serve that food. Um, but originally, where is was that from? It's from you know probably Southeast Asia. Um, and it's, it's just because, you know, the close proximity geographically and also um, a lot of people that migrated introduced a new food to them. Um, so it, it comes back to that idea of it, cultures being dynamic, but at the same time, it's, they're all relative. So like Turkey, for example, probably has a really cool mix of like European culture, Arab culture, their own culture, um, like Turkic culture, um, probably some sort of like Scandi not Scandinavian, but like Russian, I don't know, mm -hmm. that, area, that area of the world. So it's probably like a really cool mix. So in that sense, um, you know, a person can be like multiple cultu cultures at the same time. And that's what makes us unique, right? Mm -hmm. Not to sound wet or anything, but yeah. That's true. And I feel like because you have so many people moving in and out from countries, you know, somebody will move from here and go work in Saudi. And it's very common for people from the West to go to the Middle East to work. And... I had this conversation with a friend, like, quite often, in a lot of Middle Eastern countries, unfortunately, because, of there's, because there's so much migration from the West, you get a bit of, like, like almost a dilution of culture, and so, mm. like, a loss as well. I agree with that well. completely, yeah. And so, when you you kind of see us, like, our Arab communities here in the West, yeah. we'll hold on to mm. our culture more, mm. than, more than them back there, because yeah. there's just so much influence from people moving in and out of the country. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate, like, you don't want to see that in the countries where the culture is basically born. Um, but as long as, like, I guess we need to hold on to it yeah. here and try and, like, reignite it back there yeah. as well. But I think, I mean, back, back home, I think the problem lies mainly because the people back home look up to the West. That's and that's yeah. something like when you come here, you understand like it's not that deep. Like they're yeah. not, they're not that, you know, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. And one, once you realise that, you, you can go back to to your origin. Mm -hmm. So it's quite a hard problem to solve in terms of like telling them to you know hold on to our culture. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's quite it's a blessing in itself that we live in this country mm -hmm. and we can understand the blessing of having a unique culture. Mm -hmm. And you know, all cultures are uh, on an equal standing. Um, but I would say Arab culture especially just because of the fact of, um, you know, it, it was, you know, the language aspect and the religion as well, um, it puts it on like a pedestal. Uh, not, not, we can be biased, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly, it's okay. yeah. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know the thing is, though, like, there's a funny story about this, right, where, um, like, literally, when I used to go back to, to Egypt and, and Iraq regularly to see yeah. family, they all asked me, oh, my God, you, you must be so... Um, living your best life you know you're in london you're going and uh, you're seeing the london eye every day and you're going to you know, all of these places and i'm just like no i'm just literally yeah. living a normal life yeah. like i yeah. i go to school 
or you know I'm studying I'm at home I'm not really doing much I think as well like those kind of perceptions I think we have that as well where um, I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier where I think the perceptions are a little bit different where mm -hmm. they perceive one thing about how we're living and they try to be like us whereas we perceive of what they're like they're trying to yeah. and we're trying to to live like them mm. but then as well what I wanted to to add I think um, it was something that I was thinking about when you were talking about the religious thing yeah. and I think it's probably something that um, I think warrants an, a conversation of its own but I think the the religious thing that the um, the Arab world so to speak is actually home to the most religions really like compared to anywhere else in the world like you've got the most religions um, in that region um, different kinds of belief systems um, and so if someone let's say is um, a Coptic Christian right yeah. so Egypt like you know that and then if they're an Arab Christian um, like how do you think they fit into the mix like yeah. would you say because they're not Muslim like you wouldn't consider them part of the definition of, of an Arab or actually because you know they do share everything else except the, the religion then does that mean that we're all part of it um, I would say the thing is like if we go back to if we all agree that you know culture is largely language Arabic and also Islam right um, and that's that makes the the main you know two constituents of our culture uh, and that's what like shapes them um, then obviously they would be the religion part they would be kicked out right they wouldn't be Arab under that criteria right, right. but I think using the Arab culture and the way Arabs thought of things back back then, you know, um, uh, you know when we had when we had thought and when we had science and all these things, um, and using like the rigorous methodology, um, you know, there's a fam famous saying in the, um, you know, in the in the, I think in in logic, you know, um, in Arabic logic, yeah, and it says that you know if a statement um, every statement has an exception, right? Except the statement of Shahada, so la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, um, and if we use that, um, you know, that rule, then they would be the exception to it. So they don't fulfil their religion criteria, right? Um, they they would still be Arabs. Um, but the thing is, it's important to remember this, right? Um, if we look back, um, we we would see that um, you know we weren't Muslim, like as Arabs, we weren't Muslims all along. Mm -hmm. um, so then that doesn't really you know, match up, yeah. right? Um, so, the thing is, if, if you go back before Islam was introduced to us and revealed to us, um, you would still call that these people Arab, um, but then the main thing would be the language, right? Um, and then it came on top of it, the, the aspect of religion. I so think um, the, the language part is, is like, a, like a key one. That's why like, it stuck all along, and that's what made us Arab. Um, another one that another like aspect of culture that may, may, we may want to explore as well is like the fact that um, the descendants of a certain people um, that's quite an interesting one but I think it would limit you know the title Arab to a lot of people um, to just like a very you know like a tiny number of people so you um, think there's like a racial element to it um, to I don't think there Arab. is but I'm, I'll just throw it in the mix um, to see what you guys think. Do you think that's a significant one? Do you think it should be thought of? Like going back to your lineage and seeing where you are from and things like that. So if you have Arab lineage, yeah. even if you're not 
water. So you're saying that if you have Arab lineage, you should yeah. you should be considered as Arab, or? Um, I'm saying some people would say so. So yeah. for example, like who yeah. are like, Arabs, right? Yeah. They would be like the descendants of Ismail yeah. Alex, Even if like they haven't, like for example, I'm gonna use the example I know best with my yeah. family. Like I've got Arab lineage, but my parents themselves and like because of migration and whatnot yeah you've moved to kind of different countries and you kind of adopted that culture and you kind of identify less as arab so i'd say lineage is probably not one yeah sure. i would agree <laughs> <laughs> but you know like i i want to bring it to you a little bit because i know that you like we, uh, we've had this like conversation and like a few times before where you you would say that you personally you don't feel very Arab quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just wanna like explore kind of why why you think that. Because I think if I was to ask everyone else, like do you personally feel like you identify as Arab? I would say it depends, but I wanna hear it. Depends. What does it depend yeah. on? Um the thing is Is it not like a yes or no answer? I'd think it'd be a yes or no answer. For me. Yeah. Um like I don't, in general. I don't think so. Do you know? Um yeah, I think it's more like um, nuanced in that. So, do you identify as Arab? And it's not like a yes or no thing? Uh, I would say, uh, depending on what an Arab is, right? That's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you think, like, in North Africa, there's that sort of question as well? Like, a lot of Algerians, I know a lot of Algerians who won't identify themselves as Arab. Yeah, they'll say North because, African. Yeah. <laughs> North African or, like, Amazigh as well. That's Amazigh or there. Berber, yeah, yeah. Like, they have that, they cling on to that because that is where they came from yeah. that's who their ancestors are but back to Manoa yeah, like yeah, sorry I forgot the question what was the question you asked say that again. So, so why do you personally feel that you don't identify as Arab it's the lineage thing that we were talking about like even though I've got Arab ancestors because I've got like grandparents and parents who have kind of migrated elsewhere and have adopted that culture so much and I wasn't really raised on the Arab culture. Um, I just feel like I don't really identify as Arab as much as I do trans um, African. But personally. don't you think like if we if we've defined like Arab culture as yeah. being majorly religion yeah. and you're Muslim, right? Yeah. So like if if you're gonna you know celebrate Eid, how yeah. do you celebrate it? What do you mean? How do I celebrate? Like what what kind of like the customs mm. that you you do? I, I think would be very very similar to Arab culture. Yeah, but that's like. I don't know, it gets, there's, there's an overlap with Arab culture and religion and it gets to a point where you don't even know what's religion and what's Arab, do you know what I mean? I think that's and the I feel beauty like of really it, yeah. You think it's what? That's the beauty of yeah, it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's, yeah, but then it causes a problem when you're not a Muslim yeah. and it's like, and people ask you, why don't you do this? And it's like, because I'm not a Muslim or what? It's not. But so what yeah, do you mean by that, sorry? Yeah. I don't know, it's some... It's a bit of a long one. Yeah. So we'll see it's like some cultures or customs yeah. are affiliated with Islam, Islam. and being Arab. Oh, yeah. But and then that kind of singles out. Is that what you're trying so, to yeah, say? Like, singles, singles out, out say, the um, non-Muslims, the non-Muslim Arabs. Arabs. You've got, like, but I think it's important to... It doesn't single them out because the thing is, like, if you think of cultures, they're carried out in communities. They're going to have their own community. They're not going to be left mm. out. And you can... That's why I said yeah, religion, not Islam. Because it makes sense if you say religion because... Yeah. Coptic Christians who live in Egypt they are going to have Arab culture that is Coptic because they're going to be living in Coptic communities and that's, that's literally what happens. Like in Egypt, there's cities and roads and um, certain areas um, that, you know, th that, that's where you know, the Coptics live. Uh, and that's absolutely fine because 
you know, um, they have a culture that, and, and it is a part of Arab culture, um, that is, that, that, that's theirs. Um, and, and they wouldn't feel left out because no. it, it's in a community setting. Yeah. But I think, you know, like the problem is when you're in this country, yeah. the, the issue is you've only got a handful of people mm. who are like Arab anyway. And if you think that most of them are Muslim, right? Because mm. just the yeah. natural demographic is that most of the people in the Middle East are Muslim. I think I, I read a statistic, it was somewhere like 93% um, in this like, past decade. Mm. Um, so like that, that's staggering, right? Um, when you think about it and then do you add into the mix that actually you have kind of arab christians arab jews or you know druze whatever um you know, other faith and you expect them to find a community when already like the the pool to find people is very very small so it's like actually in in reality for those people i think they want to be part of that kind of wider community because yeah. they don't have the luxury of of being part of their own like smaller community because there's just not enough people I don't think can I just um, you know I want to ask you a question because I think it's um, quite important um, do you think um, why would you want if, if you came to this country right to, to be part of an Arab community like as, as a goal like I'm, I'm you know getting a bit you know like, yeah. philosophical but like why would you want to be part of an Arab community as in uh, for me like the answer is simple i think it's yeah. it's just about having that sense of of belonging there's mm -hmm. that sense that you cherish that heritage that you hold um those customs that you you came into this country with you know you might be seen as but abandoning would, it would, would you think it's more appropriate um for you to have it within the people of you know your country so like you're from egypt and iraq so i think wouldn't you relate more to people who are iraqi or egyptian than just like Arabs in general. Would you agree with that? So are you saying that like, it should just be- if you're you No, no, my point is basically like, if you're um, saying that, oh, I want to join um, you know, an Arabic community to feel um, connected to them, wouldn't it make sense to feel connected to people who, who, who you, you, you'll be closer to? Um, like, yeah. Mm. And I think, you know what, to be honest, this is a problem with kind of clumping together a bunch of different people um, into like one nation. Because, you know, we've got countries like Egypt, like Iraq. Yeah. Like, you pick out, you know, Egyptians um, from Egypt, right? You'll have very, very different um, settings. So you have people from one tribe, people from another tribe, you have people from, um, you know, a completely different religion, right? So is very varied and it's the same across most middle eastern countries where um actually like the people that you find in one country they're not really going to be representative of what you hold what you value yeah. and so like i guess you come here thinking and i think this is probably why um the arab and north african society is like a big kind of draw to to a lot of um us here who are kind of the the children um in many cases of people who um have, have come into this country because you want to have a community where you can somewhat relate, although not perfectly, but at least yeah. it's a coping mechanism. Like someone gets exactly. it, someone is, is with you and they had some kind of similar experience exactly. that is relatable enough that, you know, it gets you to become friends. Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but you mentioned a point before I explored that. What was it, sorry? You mentioned a point before I explored this part of, you know, 
Which point? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> um, wait, I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, well, I, what, what do you guys think of that though? Like, I think if you want to go back, is it? Are you talking about um, moving here? Why would you want to be part of? Yeah, if you if you moved here, right? Yeah. Um, what would be like the first thing you would look for in a community that you want to be part of? Yeah, your right? people. Yeah. But then, exactly, like, would I relate with a... I mean, I do relate with Moroccans, and like, but I'm saying, like, geographically and also, like, the, pe- the things that they go through would be quite similar. Mm. But, like, you say, my people, right? Who are they? I would say they're Egyptians. Yeah. Just because of, you know, the, the rules that are in Egypt and the, the way of living and the lifestyle mm-hmm. make us relate in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Would I relate the same way to someone who probably lived, like, through... The tragedies of Syria? Probably not. Do you get what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. But I think because of the overlap between, say, culture in Syria and culture in Egypt, because there is so much overlap, you can relate when you come here. Because I I think the Arab communities here are quite different to back home because mm-hmm. back home you're living in that environment constantly but here it's like it's your safe space you go there to relate to people mm. you go there to find belonging right and so mm. yeah it can it's i think it's a good thing and it's it's like it's okay to look for that when yeah. you're in a western country i think it's what keeps us going it's why arab stuff exists yeah like <laughs> we're, we're basically that community well i hope we are <laughs> that people can feel like they can belong to, to it you know and like come come and come to events and relate to what's being said and remind them of back home and like, you don't lose track of your roots yeah that's yeah it's like what i was trying to say before mm. like you want to hold on to that culture don't let like the western true like some of what what we have here in the west is like it's beneficial and we let it mm-hmm. dilute mm. our culture a little bit because it, it kind of lets you live here but at the same time we need to hold on to like our roots yeah. and, and just you know keep that do you know i think what i've kind of gathered from from the discussion is that i think that culture is something that obviously carries with it lots of different aspects so you know part of it is drugs part of it is um religion part of it is language and um, you know actions and customs that you share, you know, through music, sport, uh, etc. And, and I think actually, you know what the the definition I think is based off of us ourselves. Like, what do we hold on value to? So I'll say, if you're from like a more religious predisposition, you would argue that actually being a Muslim is kind of the greater marker for being an Arab. Whereas actually, if you're someone who's thinking about it purely, maybe from just the way you do things mm. then actually you know religion isn't such a big thing you know and then that's when you kind of that, I mean that's the whole point of like but I don't having think nationalities I don't think there's a contradiction in what you said there so like if you're looking for if your priority is um, to be part of you know a Muslim community you can still have an Arab community right and you can still have an Arab Muslim community further to that um, so I don't think there's a contradiction if if you for example um you know, like, become part of, uh, say, a, a community just because you, you're not that religious and you, you become part of an Arab community because you want to relate to them and you want to feel back to your roots and all these things. Um, that doesn't really... Um, that can also go hand in hand with being part of a Muslim community. Um, to add to that, I think in Islam itself, well, talking from what I know as yeah. a Muslim, 
in Islam itself, it teaches you to you know love your country, like hubul watan. Mm. So if we we need to hold on to that kind of, but not to the extreme where it becomes like nationalism. Yeah. Because yeah. like, that's mm. how can you hold that balance though? Like I know yeah. the Prophet, he used to so love so Mecca, Alisosa, and he used to love Mecca. And he used to always like long, long to it, and he used to want to go back when he was in Medina and these things. Um, but I think the way, you know, like Hubb al Watan and all these mm-hmm. things have been taken way out of context to what the yeah, Prophet, the Prophet, you know, thought of it. So for me, I, I try to like stay away from it because it's a very like, you know, like fine balance. But would you, you say have you love take. Egypt? Like, of as, course. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, I think of it very yeah. superficially almost. Yes, like, yeah. Like, don't delve too deep into that because that's when you start ha- having, like, the But then when, when you say, like, I love Egypt. Egypt or you love Algeria, yeah. what does that entail? I think that's the more important question because mm. you can say, oh, I, I love this country, mm. but what does it entail? Like, yeah, I think it's like, think? I think it, it takes into account that you, you respect the sort of customs, you kind of make yeah. them part of your life. You celebrate Eid in a certain way, like yeah. like your relatives would in, back in Algeria for me. So like, I think that's what loving m- your country means. Yeah. You hold on to, you hold on to the culture that your parents have grown up with, and their parents would have, and so on. Yeah. Um, but not to the point where it becomes like your country comes above, say, your religious belief, because yeah. that's when it crosses the line and, and you become like, um, you contradict what you should believe in religion. And, and then, yeah, it's, it's a fine line, yeah. I think, yeah. But do, do you think they're separate, or like, do they go hand in hand? Like, your religious beliefs and then your love for your country and what it entails? I think they go hand in hand in some, in some sense. Yeah. Because loving your country would be part of being a Muslim. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to have a, like a segregation between them because you can't let... It's, speci- it's specifically, I think, letting your love for your country influence your, your religion. Your yeah, for sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to hear from you, you guys as well. Like, what do you guys think? Is there, a final, is there a segregation between loving your country and, and being Muslim, for example? Yeah, I agree with what you said. <laughs> so, I think this is a thing, right? And I don't want to get too like political, but I think that's mm-hmm. what the the Arabs they tried to do as soon as they got independence from the British and the French mm. like they tried to go down that nationalism route um, and I and I'd argue that actually it's probably done more damage than good mm. I think because it's a nice idea in theory to try and include and cast a wide net to include as many people as, as you can from of different um, racial backgrounds different um, religious backgrounds um, and so on. Uh, into like one flag one banner but i think the the problem is you you have to deal with a lot of the tensions that come from from that difference so you have to deal on religious differences then there's you know even within religious differences there's sectarian differences and then there's you know racial differences there's someone who um you know comes from a you know particular heritage another person comes from another heritage um and so like how do you wrestle with that then? Because you see that nationalism actually like, is, is failed, I would say. I'd argue it's failed. Yeah, I think um, if, if, if you look at it in the perspective that you were talking about, I would agree uh, in the sense that um, 
if you go after nationalism, and it goes back to the to what you know, um, Omar radiallahu anhu has said, and it's that idea of us as Muslims, right? And um, if we seek honor in anything other than Islam, Allah subhanahu wa taala um, will um, make us, uh, you know, like will humble us basically, um, just because of the fact that we were nothing, like as Arabs, as just mankind in general, mm-hmm. um, we were nothing, and then Islam came and enlightened us and it honored us. And that fact is enough for us uh, to take that light and you know shine it through history, right? And we shouldn't take any other, just as nationalism or even Arabism or any other, you know, any other concept to you know solve our problems and to to you know to collate around and all these things. So I think from that, um, it, it's very significant. Um, yeah, for sure. I think we were saying before as well how um, being Arab is kind of like your way of life almost, and then being a Muslim is also a way of life. But yeah. I mean, you can make it one where being an Arab Muslim exactly. is your way of life, and you lead by sort of the, the rulings in Islam, and, mm-hmm. and, and then you've, you've got your Arab culture to fall back on, like yeah. in, t- in terms of, like say, you have celebrations, and that's the sort of thing that you do. Um, yeah. yeah. I think if, if you look at it from like the perspective that before Islam came, it was purely Arab culture, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Arabs were unique in their culture. But then, like, after so many years, they kind of merged, and it's mm-hmm. very hard, and I think that's, you know, like, one of the points that we're getting from this discussion is that, like, it became really blurry, like, yeah. which one's which, mm-hmm. like, they're very, very similar nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, you know, Coptic Christians, they say, Salam alaikum, alhamdulillah, mashallah, like, all these Islamic terminology, just because, Islam and like Arabs have lived together like for so long that it just shaped the way our culture is. Yeah. No, I think it is true also for other cultures. It's not just like unique. It's not a unique aspect to our culture only. Um, you know, like Christians and people in Europe. I think that shaped their culture um, and other and other areas. I'm not very well versed in you know religions in the areas, but. Yeah. Which, you know, I think the moment that like I actually started thinking about about this um, identity question, yeah. um, and I just remember this clear as day. Um, so I was in year five um, in mm. Arabic in Arabic school, right? So um, we used to go to like a, an Egyptian school um, uh-huh. around like North London, and um, it was following the the curriculum, right? So you had um, you, your Arabic classes, Quran classes, but you also had um, like you know maths and. Uh, history so on like all in Arabic um, and then I remember it was during like a math class right and we had this um, like Coptic Christian math teacher right and I, I didn't know like anything about it because like my, my parents had never felt the need to tell me about it because I'd never been exposed to it so um, I remember I was just talking to like my friend and we were just debating um, about like we were just talking about like random nonsense yeah I can't remember exactly what but I remember like the whole idea of of being an Arab was brought up and then the teacher was actually eavesdropping on our conversation <laughs> so he picked me up on it um, and then he was just like oh why are you talking about Yanni being Arab mm. I'm just like I'm, I'm Egyptian isn't it so it's like you know like being Arab is part of that um, and then I, and then he was just like okay this is very interesting so like um, so as an Egyptian uh, what do you think is you know is your link to, to being Arabic and I'm saying because like I'm Muslim and it, you know it was just like when you're at that age and then you told me like um, yeah but you do realize like um, not all like Arabs are, are Muslim 
and I'm just like, but but you're Egyptian, like you have to be Muslim. And then he spent, and he, he spent he spent like five minutes. Literally, this guy stopped his whole class, and he spent like minutes just explaining to me like how actually he's a Christian and like not all um, Arabs are Muslim. And then that really rocked my world. I was just like, bro. At this point, I thought like anyone who come from like the Middle East, whether it's like you know Turkey, Iran, and like they were all like Muslim, they were all Arab. And then that was like the first time when it actually hit me that okay, there is some difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ever since then, I've just been like thinking about kind of how I would identify myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was there like a moment? Yeah, just to like wrap up. Was there like a moment for you guys similar to that where it actually started to make you think about? Who you were? Um, I don't think not as stark as your. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not as stark as yours. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, at one point when I was younger, I I thought that as well. That all Arabs are Muslim. Mm-hmm. Literally, when I was younger, I used to literally used to think that like all Arabs are yeah, they're Muslim. But what what impact does it have that not all Arabs are Muslim? What do you mean? What impact? So like, once you knew that how yeah. that what changed and what changed to you as well once you understood that not much changed because <laughs> i don't think it's that like significant like okay yeah you know you know this fact that you know um you know arabs some arabs are christian Jew, jewish and whatnot um, but will it change the way you identify yourself or will it change your um, Arabness or what? I think it, it changed maybe how I would approach conversations with people about the topic. Right, so, okay. um, like, rather than going brazenly telling people, like, first thing, like, I'm, I'm Arab because I thought that's pretty much synonymous with being a Muslim. I'd actually, no, I'm, I'm Muslim first then like Arab mm. second because okay. then I, it was at that point I saw them as two like distinguished yeah. identities and I was yeah. like no you know what like I'm Muslim first and foremost I don't really care about like you know the background culture where I'm from like more than I care about like my face and then afterwards then it was just like okay you know what this is how I like identify and it was more like about kind of the customs and, and how I would carry things out um, and I mentioned this in like one of the other episodes as well where I went to school where there was like no Arabs I was like one of the only Arabs there um yeah repping right now (laughs) but um yeah like it was it was really like um an alienating experience at times because it's like I had this like one kind of culture that I was only like practicing at home and none of my peers were doing it although because they were like Muslim there was obviously some like overlap there with like the Pakistani and the Indian culture (laughs) so I didn't feel totally out of my depth but at the same time, I felt like I wasn't a hundred percent like fulfilling that kind of cultural need. And then when I came to uni, and like you know, you, you find this community, it's like, wow, this is what I've been looking for for a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I, w- I'm, I I relate to that to a certain extent, uh, just because like yeah, I I was like the only Arab um, in my school, and even like the South Asian, there w- there weren't that many. Um, so in that sense, I was trying to find my own identity identity and understand how um, I should present myself. Um, but then when it came to uni, it was a bit of a mess, I can't lie. Because like you didn't really know like what to prioritise and like what's important to you. Um, but then, you know, through like thinking about it logically and understanding your priorities and all these things and also like maturing as well. 
um, you understand like what's important um, and also a healthy balance between the two is best yeah yeah would you say there was like a moment for you Mariam where like you, you felt that not like a, a huge moment where it's like a revelation or something but I think coming to uni was definitely like a huge change because I, I didn't have many Arabs around me um, yeah. like where I grew up but um, and then you come to uni and you've got this whole community that we're talking about and it's it's really lovely to, to have those people around you but and then you realise like um, where has it been like all this time exactly. like mm. um, you only like like you had it like you only kind of practice it at home and then you go to, to school it's like you're, you're kind of just a Muslim mm. and then and then but here it's like there's such a, a beauty in, 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 in the mix that there is because mm. you can identify with both of them you can be the Muslim Arab that you are um, and then and just one more point about like culture and all of that is that it's so nice having this conversation because you realize how layered it is it's not just one aspect exactly. there's mm -hmm. just so much influence and for some people they'll have more layers to what they identify as culture uh, to other people and so there's just like so much beauty in that i think yeah, yeah. It's nice. and you don't appreciate something unless you're missing it. Mm -hmm. um so you, yeah and I think that's the the beautiful thing I think about this society, like what we aim to to do. And I think it's to really give that that space for comfort. And I don't I don't think it necessarily means that you know everyone who who comes to the society has to be you know, amazing mates with one another. But I think mm -hmm. it, it gives you the space and the opportunity to explore and mingle. Mm -hmm. um, and so, for example, if you you are like a, a Muslim Arab, then you know maybe you meet someone. Um, it might be of a different religious background and you get on really well with them mm. um, or it might be that actually you know you're um, you know, Arab you're from Palestine and you meet um, someone from Morocco mm -hmm. and you know even though you've got that um, different you know ethnicity you'd argue like one's Berber one's um, you know Arab or um, you know Shami like at least they can still interact on some level mm -hmm. and I think that's probably like the beautiful thing where it's as I said, like it's inclusive enough to allow people to, to start engaging in conversations, um, but it's different enough where actually you can have a, a conversation about your differences and it's mm -hmm. really interesting to hear different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Do you guys have anything else to add? Perfect. I think we, we, we discussed a lot today. It's quite, yeah. quite a deep one. Um, but I definitely, I feel like I've taken a lot out of it and I've, I've learned a lot from it as well, hearing your perspectives. And, and I hope you guys, you feel the same um, and the audience at home as well. Uh, thank you very much for, for listening. Uh, if you would like to have more content like this, please like and share the video and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell icon for notifications straight away and uh, follow all of our social media um, uh, down below. So our Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, um, and comment down in the in the comments below. Like, what what are your thoughts? Like, do you feel Arab? Do you feel um, not Arab? And if so, why? Um, it'll be really interesting to to hear your thoughts. Uh, so, from all of us at uh, UCL Arab and North African Society, Masalam. <laughs>